This is Valerie Van Boeven with the Senior Care Industry Netcast, where leaders with three or more years in the senior care industry share their advice. So let's get to it. In a few sentences, tell us who you are and what you do. Well, thank you, Valerie. You know, I'm this unique hybrid. I'm the only full-time real estate broker, certified senior advisors, certified senior housing professionals, certified dementia practitioner, and aging in place specialist in the state of Missouri. So I've got more initials in my name that I have, or after my name that I have in my name. I'm also a speaker, an educator, a podcaster, and founder of the Senior Learning Institute. Wow, that is a lot, a lot. So um, tell us a little bit about your podcast. Well, the, I've got two podcasts, uh, both on the Whole Care Network and syndicated throughout the country. One of them is uh, real estate specific. The other one is uh, sponsored by the Senior Learning Institute, which is something that I found, which is a uh, advocacy and educational format for everything senior. Awesome. That's nice. Yeah, people are always looking for good information, especially at a time in their life when uh, senior care has come to present itself to them or senior care challenges, I should say. Um, and when that happens, people are looking for great advice. So we always want to share, you know, whatever it is you're doing might be important for somebody out there to listen to or get, at, you know, some good insight from. So we always love to do that. All right. What is the best thing about serving seniors and their families? You know, I have to say the first of all, it's very self-serving. Uh, it makes me feel good. But the best thing is really the satisfaction of knowing that the folks that I'm fortunate enough to meet and run into are being looked after and being advocated for. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It is, it is a little self-serving because it is very rewarding, um, but uh, it's, it's a, a calling for sure. It's definitely a calling for, for all of us who get involved in the senior care industry, I believe. So, um, okay, so let's talk a little bit about online marketing. We ask this question every time. I know it's challenging right now in our world. It's even more challenging to market, period. Um, networking in person's kind of been put on hold for a little while. Uh, so what has been your experience with online marketing? And since you're doing podcasts and all of that, I know you get it. Um, so what do you do to keep in front of people? You know, it's really challenging. I've had limited effectiveness connecting with seniors uh, just based upon the technology gap. I find the most effective tool that I have is Facebook because that seems to be where most older adults tend to feel more comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but what I'm finding is that, you know, I'm more effective in tracking the older adult children, you know, so the grown children uh, who are in turn listening to what we're doing and providing uh, support and guidance to their folks. I have to be honest with you, I'm starting to go back towards print and direct mail. I have a a print campaign that, that is in a uh, St. Louis area uh, publication that's that's published twice a month and that's highly read and highly visible and that's bringing people to our seminars and getting them to come online and then I'm also getting ready to start a direct mail campaign to a very focused group of older adults living in a particular zip code that have lived in their homes for a certain period of time that um, you would think would be ripe for considering either uh, aging in place more effectively, which I can help with, or thinking about uh, downsizing or transitioning to potentially a senior living community, and then I provide move management and then real estate services for that. That is, you know what, um, I I am a fan of direct mail when it makes sense, and I think that right now that's probably um, 
unless you're, uh, I guess, you know, it direct mail is, it, it depends on the market you're in inside the senior care industry for you. I think that makes a ton of sense, especially because when you, whether it's Houston or St. Louis or, or wherever you are uh, and whatever market, you know, the best, you know, where those older adults tend to live. I mean, we both live in the St. Louis area. I know where the older adults tend to live and it's, it's no big secret. And I think that's great for direct mail because you can identify your audience uh, for real estate and for um, aging in place and things like that. And I think for some other pieces of our market, it's really hard because um, like home care agencies, for instance, you could do a direct mail to older adults. Yeah, but they're not the ones making the phone calls. So it's a little harder to get that, that direct mail piece to work as well as one that might be more for encouraging either aging in place or housing changes, either one. So you're, you're in a great place for direct mail. So I think that's a fabulous idea right now. Um, uh, maybe, maybe it's a fabulous idea after November 3rd because <laughs> we get so much junk mail right now. Yeah, absolutely. So, I actually have a campaign that's ready to go for 2021 and it really oh, is providing uh, information. It's not salesy in any way, shape or form. It's really that's trying good. to provide help. And then doing Zoom uh, meetings, I think is, uh, you know, obviously we've talked about this a lot, uh, interacting with people on Zoom, whether it's in a group, I'm always amazed at how seniors are able to adapt and change with the technology we have to offer today. They're doing a pretty good job. Not everybody's super tech savvy. That will always be the case, whether you're my age or you're 80, but um, we do have a lot of seniors who really have adapted well and Zoom calls are are okay with them and they're they're pretty cool about getting being in a sort of a meeting or a networking or a conferencing kind of event on a zoom call so it's it well, works. I'll tell you what we've done recently is we've taken all of our what used to be in-person seminars and we've gone virtual with them but the other day i did zoom with my parents my dad's 92 my mom is 89 and we got them going on zoom and had a wonderful conversation i hadn't put my eyes on them in seven months yeah it's yeah, we're going on. Yeah. Eight months. I think we haven't seen, uh, we, it, there's some family members we have seen and there are others that we probably won't see uh, until maybe next summer or, or whenever everybody feels more comfortable. So zoom is, or FaceTime or whatever they'll do is, is <laughs> probably where it's at for a while. Okay. All right, cool. So let's talk about your life experience and your professional experience. I bet there are other leaders in the senior care industry or organizations that you feel like do a really good job or people in your life who've been a great mentor or inspiration to you. Is there anybody you'd like to talk about? Well, a couple of people come to mind and, and you know, I'd like everybody to keep in mind too, that, you know, I didn't have the tightest relationship with, with my grandparents, uh, always kind of lacking uh, in regard to that closeness that um, that I hope to give to my grandkids one day. So, you know, I met a gentleman. The one, one reason that I focused on seniors, uh, his gentleman's name was Al, and he lived here in St. Louis, and I met him at the gym, and we became very, very close friends. And, you know, I watched him be from being a totally independent individual to a dependent individual, and I was there every step of the way because he didn't have the support that he needed um, from from his local family. So he became a very, very uh, important part of my life. And when the, when the uh, real estate industry changed in 2008, I needed to reinvent myself and uh, the light bulb went off. So that's really why I'm working with seniors today because I've experienced it with, with my buddy. Um, then there's a gentleman who you might've known, uh, Ed Heigl. 
Um, Ed was the name, a, a legend in St. Louis, uh, senior living communities. He worked for Spectrum Retirement Communities, um, and he became a very, very close friend and mentor and unfortunately passed away uh, prematurely. But I dedicated a lot of what I did, especially my certified senior advisor designation to, to Ed because of uh, his passion for working with seniors. And then in regard to organizations, there are two here in St. Louis uh, that I'm involved in on, on a board level. One of them is Aging Ahead, which is Meals on Wheels. And the other one is Voice. And Voice is used to be called the Long-Term Care Ombudsman. They're advocates for seniors that are currently living in skilled nursing communities, uh, especially in, in today's times. Uh, they need a lot of support and, and Voice is very active in getting cameras actually allowed in nursing homes in the state of Missouri. So those are um, two organizations on my passions. Do you feel like you get a lot more calls or do you get a lot of calls period uh, as an ombudsman um, from folks who are looking for support or help? Well, or I'm not, yeah, I'm not personally an ombudsman. I'm a board member there. Uh, the ombudsman, uh, the ombudsman are, are busy. Uh, we need as many as we can get uh, because yes, there are people that don't have a voice and, and need that support, especially in, in today's time. So yes, uh, the calls are increasing, the need is there, and we're doing everything we possibly can to advocate because as the, as the, as the name mentioned, everybody needs a voice. And if you don't have someone who's looking after you and looking after your best interests, um, things don't always go the way that they should. Right, absolutely. Uh, I think our, our, our uh, senior care facilities uh, and uh, assisted living and independent living communities were all, they're all doing the very best they can in most, for the most part. There will always be a few outliers, but um, we, we know that this has been super tough for them, especially with isolation and, and watching their, you know, these seniors in a good facility become like family and watching them deteriorate a bit from the isolation or a lot is really challenging. So you know, both ways. I can see families being frustrated and upset. Sure. And I can see how some of our best care facilities are, you know, struggling to make sure everybody's happy and make sure everybody's got something to do and keeping everybody involved and doing those FaceTimes with their family. It's rough. It really is rough. It's uh, a catch yeah. 22 right now. You know, I've had several clients who have put off making their move to senior living communities because of COVID. And some of them have made the move. I talked to one of them yesterday and he said, we're, we're back in isolation because I guess there was a COVID outbreak. Then you've got the other folks who, who want to make the move that are aging in place at home that still feel as though they're really independent, but technically they're not because they're isolated. They're not eating well and they need that socialization. Mm -hmm. um, and they're, they're panicky as well in regard to making the move. I mean, some of them didn't want to make it in the first place um, and other ones do want to make it, but don't feel comfortable. So it's a really tough time right now. Yeah. It's a, it's a hard to make these, these are big life decisions and this situation we're in doesn't, doesn't help at all with any of those things. Um, so what piece of advice would you give to other senior care providers? I think the biggest thing senior care providers and, and folks in general is, is to add value. You know, it's never about me. It's never about you. It's about them. How else can you help someone beyond what you're officially there for? And I see it at almost every level when it comes to to older adults and seniors. Sometimes we get so focused on what it is that we're there to accomplish that we don't think about all the other things that we can be doing. So I'd say add value. That's a good one. That's very good. Add value. 
in every every way you can. I mean, yeah, you're right. Uh, there's always a little something extra you could do to make somebody's day for sure. Absolutely. Sure. All right. When you have a win, how do you like to celebrate? That could mean anything. <laughs> it's not one of my strengths. Uh, <laughs> it really isn't because <clears throat> I just tend to move on because the way that I perceive it is that this is the way it's supposed to be. It's a win. Yes. You feel good about it for a second. You follow up with your folks, but you just move on. I'm not a celebrator. I don't go out and buy myself a special something. I just move on to the next one without forgetting what we accomplished in the past. I learned from it and I try to again, add value, but, but I don't celebrate it. And it's, it's a weakness of mine. <laughs> yeah, we always, I, I think that a lot of us who are um, carers uh, care a lot about what's going on and want to help as many people as possible tend to maybe not celebrate as much as we could. And then that doesn't mean you have to open a bottle of champagne every time somebody's happy, but <laughs> just taking a minute to think, you know what, this was a good day. Uh, that's it. That's good. Or some people have on this, when, I've done these interviews for a long time now, and I've had everything from a shot of good tequila to a vodka martini to just dancing in the living room. So everything is any little thing that you do to say, you know what, today was great working out, doing whatever. Um, it's a great way to celebrate. So I just want to, you know, I, I want to sleep well at night. I really do. Yeah. And, yeah. and, and I guess maybe that's my win is if I know that I did everything that I possibly could and someone's in a better place because of it, then great. If not, it keeps me up. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. That's good. You know, a, a, a really good night's sleep is definitely a way to celebrate. I can attest to that. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, I want to thank you for doing the show, for being here and sharing your wisdom and sharing with us what you do. That's what this is about is sharing not only with other professionals, but with our consumers and our families and friends out there who may be in a senior care type situation or find themselves heading that direction um, we just want to make sure people have resources and share some good news. So thanks for doing this. I appreciate it. My pleasure. Thank you very much, Valerie.